Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the podcast. My name is Sam. I am uh, Hollywood Mike, I think. And we are the Rendebros? Yeah, the Rendebros. <laughs> RDB, um, back at it again. So, Una más semana. Yeah, we're going to talk two films and uh, maybe a little a little something else. We got the beer of the week, as always, on deck. Yeah. Um, which is? Titan, right? Titan Cider Works? Yeah, Titan Washington Cider Works. State. Cranberry Cider that Sam brought down from his... Vacation. Yeah, that's right. Uh, I have a, a plethora of stuff. So I bought this at a uh, brewery uh, bar called uh, Capital Cider uh, yeah. there in Capitol Hill. Uh, friends recommended. They said they had a, a wide, great selection of ciders. So I went in yeah. there and I picked up a bunch of stuff. So I have uh, a couple more ciders, I think. And I always have a beer from Cloudburst Brewing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. We're going to fucking get into all that shit. Because with beer, soon. you can bring as much as you want. There that's is no good. limit so with that's beer. That's a great thing. And so this is uh, a mechanicist from our orchards to your glass is the cranberry cider semi-sweet is what is in parentheses or in the quotations, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Okay, yeah, tasty yeah, yeah. notes. Racy and fresh. This cider is perfect for lovers of both sweet and tart. We blend fresh pressed cranberry juice into an already upbeat blend of fermented apples. Bold and bright on the palate with all the freshness of ripe red summer fruits. Finishes with a hint of cinnamon. So don't fret. We are gonna get a taste and uh, just see had what this is all about m- multiple tastes. It's actually, I'm not a big cider guy, as, as yeah. we all know, but I mean, this is pretty refreshing. It's it's definitely sweet, very semi sweet. Um, I want to say it tastes like something holidayish. Like there's like a holiday flavor in here. I'm not oh, sure. Like, <clears throat> excuse me. It tastes like, almost like an apple pie, no? Like a, that's like a, what it fucking is, right? Almost, and it's cranberry, like which is so pie. weird. Yeah. That's why I was like, man, there's something very like even holiday, kind of, I could even kind of like say maybe like a pumpkin spice type of type of. Thing. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, and, and, and it has those notes, but it's also refreshing. Like there's, it's yeah, a very, it's very interesting crisp. combination. Yeah, yeah. I, I, uh, agree, I, do, I agree. I I I don't hate this at all. Like I actually really like this. This is um, fucking because normally like that's fucking crazy. How you get all that fucking flavor in a can? Oh yeah. God! It, it it is like a, a a pumpkin spice apple pie, but it's yeah. delicious. Yeah, it's really, <laughs> I'm not. Yeah, I temp- typically don't gravitate towards shit like that. No, exactly. It's fucking good, man. No, I, this is really good. Titan, I like the apple pie from McDonald's with a fucking milkshake. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, Titan always good. Cider Works has got a fucking uh, a hit on their hands with this one. Yeah. For so sure. you know me, I, I watch a lot of stuff. Like I don't watch a lot of, I mean, shows, but I've been trying to. Yeah. But um, I do watch a lot of YouTube. And um, recently, I learned about something called the Nutty Putty Cave Disaster. Yeah. Uh, so I want to talk about it a little bit because it's fucking wild. So there's this cave system called the Nutty Putty Cave in Utah, and it was you know it was discovered and people went through it. It was considered a beginner's uh, level cave exploration system, but yeah. it also had some really tight corridors. Um, and so there was a guy, his name was, uh, John Edward Jones. Uh, he was 26 years old at the time in 2009, he became stuck in the cave system. Yeah. So him and his brothers growing up in Utah, they would explore the cave system. And as kids, you know, it's, it's a little bit easier, obviously. Yeah. Um, and there were people who have gotten stuck in that cave, but they were successfully rescued. And, uh, so they were going to initially shut down the Nutty Putty Cave. 
because it was becoming too dangerous for people. They were getting stuck in there, and the rescuers were like, this, somebody's going to die. Yeah. Unfortunately, that man turned out to be John Edward Jones. Uh, so him and his friends, you had to file paperwork with a volunteer cave service that said, we'll maintain the cave. Yeah. And uh, they, you needed ex- two experienced cavers to go, or, uh, uh, you know, spelunkers. And um, so Edward and his brother were like, we're experienced. We've done this before. We've done it a million times. Let's yeah. go. Uh, they went down there, and they were going to an area called the birth canal, which is a really tight, like, cylinder area where you have to, like, pretty much... Looks like ex- a fucking ar- vagina, and they got to go slither through. Yeah, basically. And you have to have okay. your arms extended out yeah. and scoot. So he, you know, decides to go down there, and uh, he goes, let's go through the birth canal. And everybody's like, yeah, sure, let's go. It turns out he made a wrong turn. He went into an area that was a dead end and also really, really bad, as you'll come to learn. So he goes over this slip, he inhales, slides through, but then falls into just a little ditch head first, and his arms get pinned on his side. So he's stuck. He can't get out. So they get the rescuers, you know, they, they, which uh, they tried everything in their power, everything in their fucking power. But because of how tight that space was, he, and because of how he was positioned, you couldn't bend his legs to get back into the hole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His legs are stuck. So they tried maybe cutting away, but because the cave is a cave and they could become unstable really quickly, and because of the rock, set, the sediment that it was, it was too hard to chip through. Yeah. They were like moving yards in an hour and it was yeah, like this yeah. is gonna be impossible so they thought what if we break his legs no we can't do that to him that'd be fucked up yeah and and you know like they always say don't be we want to die the biggest problem is don't be upside down so 124 127 hours yeah well he he died after 28 hours yeah because it's fucking he's upside down ah okay so when you're upside down the problem is is that your body is meant to be upright so when you're upside down your heart is not strong enough to, to keep pumping the... the blood upward to your legs at yeah. that point. Yeah, yeah, so you. all the blood was building up in his skull, which is fine. It's manageable. But the problem is, as the blood continues to do that, it's pulling away from your vital organs. And at his Christ. chest cavity starts filling with blood, yeah. which then affects the lungs. And so yeah. he has this combination of these, these horrific issues and uh, ended up passing away after 28 hours. So uh, what the fuck is the point of this fucking story exactly? How fucking, fucking crazy. Like, For me, it was just something crazy that I learned. I, I, I'm I just s- like, what the fuck, man? Yeah. Don't fucking go into caves, goddammit. Well, I mean, dude, it, you know, and 26 years old, like husband, father, that's it. That was his story. That's his life story. And unfortunately, because of where he was, they couldn't get him out. He's in there. They cemented the cave afterward. They shut it all down. The family put a black, and that was it. Jesus Christ. And imagine you're like, oh, you, man, and you're the rescuers. It, dude, it was just like watching the images, and it was on the channel called uh, Real, Real Horror. I would have told him, like, yo, bro, we're going to we're gonna try. And there was one point where the rescuers had him, and they were like, okay, cool. And, you know, obviously, you had to pull slowly, and the cable snapped, and he fell right back in. Jesus, probably tighter, and, too. And, that, and that's when he went unconscious. The cable, the, the, the bolt they had put in, slid out of the rock. Wow. And that's what caused the fucking rope to Stupid give way. And I imagine, like, how, because... Useless. You, well, the thing is that, that that cave spot, that spot they were in, was so fucking tight. It was, it was impossible. It was, like, almost impossible 
for them to try to figure out how to get in there. Yeah, no, that's fucking You had crazy. over 100 rescuers trying to teamwork how to make this fucking happen. And they just couldn't because of just the awkward position he was in, the super fucking tight space. You're talking about, like, you literally have to have your arms out like you're yeah. fucking Superman to get through this cave system in certain areas and scoot like a fucking worm. And be, and because he fucking fell and he just arms and he's just pinned. So he couldn't even push himself up. He's just stuck there. Yeah, I know. And, like... And, and what I but the the I had never Sounds heard like of a it. horrible fucking death to me. It is a horrible. And but the thing is, like to me, it was just like how fucking insane. You're talking about something that you used to explore as a kid that you went back as an adult and you thought, oh, I know where I'm going. You get lost because obviously it's a cave system. Yeah. And tragically, that but the, for me, what was so crazy about the whole story is like I can't imagine being upside down and you're just hoping. That you get pulled out, you're like fuck, man. Like, what the fuck did I get myself into? Yeah. I felt, I felt, I felt really fucking bad. Like that night, I was like, I could not stop thinking about this fucking story. I was like, I have to talk about this because uh. it's so fucking crazy. It's such a fucking crazy story that, um, yeah, that's and that's what I love about YouTube. I learn shit all the time. <laughs> crazy fucking stories, great uh, things. Like I learned about bed bugs by the the channel uh, by Mark Rober. Yeah. Who is uh who would send the grill. Uh, I personally don't know why the fuck you'd want to learn about that kind of shit. The world's already fucked up, man. Yeah. The fuck's I want to hear about this fucking tragic <laughs> fucking story for what the fuck? Well, because for me, I like, like to live upbeat, Sam, yeah. if you haven't noticed. <laughs> I like that smile, bro. You know what I mean? This whole bullshit. Is, I'm not going to fucking watch a fucking sad ass story like that before I go to bed. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> no fucking way, man. Yeah. I don't do that shit so, to myself yeah. at all. I, I have to fucking be happy. I have to watch a fucking something fucking comedic or, or something that's keeping me I, like, yeah, in for a me, good mood, and then I'll go to sleep. For I don't me, go to sleep with that whole fucking anxious. Uh, type of feeling that's just that shit ain't good for you, dog. No, no, I, for me, and I already it, got fucking heart problems, it, so you know why the fuck I try to avoid shit like that. For me, it was more just the that's fucking the insane, insane the insane circumstances of how shit no, can go wrong. Fucking fucking kid you decided know? to do some dumb shit you shouldn't be doing. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I mean, if for? you think about it, right? Like he is a kid. He was a for? kid, yeah. twenty six yeah, exactly. years old. Fucking you know, and yeah, he was a barely almost developed completely. A husband and father, like he had just wrapped up fucking developing, and like that was it. Jesus Christ, that's all. That's all she wrote. And, and I think to myself, like the crazy choices we make when we're younger, right? Because I have friends, I or still, I, ha I had friends who would go camping. I think in Arizona. I still I, think about that kind of shit though. Like as as not to cut you off, I still think like as an adult sometimes. You can make a simple mistake and it can cost you a fucking, you can cost you your life or it can cost you so That's much. A, yeah. And it's like, fuck, yo. Like, you have to out, you, but of course, when you get older, you outweigh those options. But sometimes you just make a simple mistake and sometimes your fucking guy, your limb gets cut off. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that, oh, dude. In that, yeah. in that type of circumstance, is what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. No, but I mean, that's the thing. Like, just the crazy kind of things that you do when you're younger. And, you know, I mean, obviously, there was dumb shit we did. When we were young, yeah. I mean, for fuck's sake, the drummer of our band, we put him in the fucking trunk to fucking pop out on people with a Halloween mask and like scare people. And if something had gone wrong, the the shit that we would, you know, that we would have lost one of our like best friends. Yeah. And on top of that, like the, the, the legal ramifications we would have also dealt with uh, on top of that. Like I yeah, think about that shit true. all the time. Yeah, but I, but you know, I watch YouTube because there's so much stuff. Like there's so much knowledge and so many crazy events like that you can learn about. Like I learned about, like I said, Mark Werber. I learned about bed bugs and how you know and what how you can kill them. What's the best offense for them if you get them? 
you know, what steps to take in the hotel to not get them um, and, and stuff like that. Because typically you get them from, from hotels. Yeah. And uh, they say about one in every, I think it's a, I forget, it, according to this video, it was like a one in 100 houses have bed bugs. Um, but in the 50s in America, it used to be one in three. That's uh, kind of bad then, huh? So, yeah. Because the thing is, is that um, bed bugs have evolved to survive. Yeah, course, yeah. O- the only thing that will kill them is heat and um the damascus uh sand it's a shell it's yeah. a shell from uh from in from uh you know the ground or whatever from fossilized bugs yeah and you you sprinkle it like in a fine dust form on your edges and it'll kill them it's got like a 90 percent kill 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 ratio yeah and uh yeah there were steps up at the hotel don't fucking unpack your bags and put them in the drawers keep them in the suitcase on the elevated tray that they have in the hotels hang your clothes up you know, and make sure your shoes stay, like, by the front of the door or whatever. And I'm like, oh, okay. Like, tips like that. But, yeah, Mark Robro, and that's the thing. Like, there's so much stuff out there. So many historical events also, you know. So that's what's fascinating. But speaking of uh, historical. It's just uh, crazy that you'd put yourself through that. So, uh, yeah. I'm just, uh, dude, I mean, like, one of my my favorite podcasts, one of my favorite podcasts is The Last Podcast on the Left. They are true crime uh, they also do cryptozoology, which I don't like that that stuff. And I will I will listen to it. I'm just like the the wild maniacs that exist, the wild historical shit. Like they did a whole thing about um pirates I just, I just, and Blackbeard. Uh, I just don't uh I don't gravitate towards that depression, my friend. It's not depression for me because the thing is yeah. for me, it's it's knowledge. It, it I'm learning your, about something. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? You're learning about well, for me, like you're learning about how these people fucking died in fucking well, tragic fucking ways. How can that be? Uh, uh, for me, at least, how can that be a knowledge that I fucking need in my life? Because I don't need that in my life. Big no, dog. you don't. You don't need that in your life. But for me, it's the fuck you doing yourself. What the fuck? It's a warning. Don't go in the caves. Like, no shit. <laughs> I could fucking told you that, fucker. I don't have to I'm fucking just, go I'm on just, YouTube and listen to a crazy well, ass well, right the thing is, going I, in the cave. I didn't have know. You seen 13, have you seen 13 fucking 13 lives or some shit or the fuck the movie is? No. Dude, these fucking, dude, the way that, okay, so these kids get flooded out in the fucking tsunami or the fuck. Oh, you're talking about the, one, the kids who were stuck in the cave, right? Yeah, dude, the fucking, do you know how those divers went in there? Oh, I know. Dude, exactly. So that type of shit to me is like, what the fuck, man? Yeah, like, that's the, the, that's people, the one people, where. People, uh, just, people, there are some people that just have, like that, that kid, that kid just had. He had balls of steel, bro. But your balls of steel get you killed. Yeah, well, it was a, you can't you can't be you, was, even if you, if you even if you have to have balls of steel, keep your balls of steel planted well, on something that helps in mobility. You know, super easy. You gotta, well, you I know that the, much, you don't gotta lift that much weight. The, the, big so, dog. the soccer kids, right, who got stuck in the cave. Yeah, that's, that's exactly. What yeah, I'm well, about, the thing yeah. was is that that cave was a walking cave. Yeah, no, I know, the, I know, yeah, I saw yeah. the fucking oh, film. Saw, but I'm oh, just saying, I'm just saying the the insanity of having to be the diver to go in there and you can't see shit. Yeah, yeah. You're just going through fucking darkness yeah. for what, like fucking six hours? It was like an eight-hour fucking trip back yeah, they, and forth, dog. They, but they were also stuck in there for how many days? Like fucking like uh, almost two uh, weeks, I think. Something like fucking, maybe yeah, I, but the fucking the the, well, the 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 coach would have these fools meditate and mind over matter, homes. Yeah, yeah. And it's apparently fucking true. Well, if you have that in you, yeah, some people will break and, yeah. and you'll die. Well, I think uh, another thing was that was the. Uh, but that the, to me is insane. Yeah. Well, that was also the thing where uh, Elon Musk got sued, right, by one of the British rescuers who uh, was there. Uh, Elon uh, Musk yeah. called him a pedophile, and so the guy sued Elon Musk because obviously, if you're saying it in a allegedly, 
<laughs> no, well, yeah. But, but, but that's the thing. He got said him. he, said, he no. said it in a, in a, in an article. In a, he was being interviewed by the newspaper, the newspapers, and he said, "I offered them a submarine, and Whoa. they rejected it because you can't obviously put a fucking submarine in there." Yeah, and so the, the, that's the thing. There was they, a spot where they were saying you could fucking barely fit your body through, dude. And so that's the thing. The the guy when they asked him like, "Oh, you know, why don't you accept Elon Musk's submarine?" And I think. If I remember correctly, the guy was like, why the fuck? How the fuck is that going to help? <laughs> yeah, Tell yeah. him to stay the fuck home and leave the rescuing to the people who actually want to get these kids out. Or some something yeah, paraphrasing. Some, that sounds like one of and those then, guys. E- and then Elon Musk called him a pedo. Yeah. So the guy sued him and, and won. won. Yeah, good. <laughs> Yeah, I, because plenty of money to dish out over there. Yeah, and you know, I mean, I mean, better than to no, but do that. That type of shit to me is like, yo, these fucking people have balls of the steel, gall, like t- so, so insane, yo. Yeah. Like it, it's, it's, uh, it's worrying because, like I said, you can have the strongest balls and it'll get you fucking killed. It'll get you in some trouble. So you, 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 you have to put your balls of steel. On a fucking uh, on a fucking crate, so you can roll it around nice and easy. So you don't have to feel yeah, that much yeah, weight. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean, because it's tough, man. Oh, dude, uh, yeah, should have get you killed. Like that, well, I can't, it, I can't. It, it's one of the things that they talked about, like how we domesticate ourselves. Yeah, you can't use your as, fucking as, brain. You can't use your balls all the time. Well, you we use just, your brain. Well, the thing was is that we talked about how humans have domesticated themselves. Um, there was a story about Russians uh, doing an experiment on foxes and trying to see if they could domesticate foxes, and they would take these foxes and like every. 10 foxes they would try to pet and the one who was the least aggressive would live they would kill the ones that were aggressive and then continue the cycle and continue the cycle yeah they started in world war ii yeah and they kept on going and going and going now the foxes that they're breeding floppy ears like dogs curly tails like some dogs and they're excited to see humans they've domesticated them so it led scientists to think about humans and how maybe we've domesticated ourselves because why the toughest ones would go to war first. They'd be on the front lines. They would fucking die. The ones who were like maybe not so good at fighting, not so good at the 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 art of war, would somehow survive. Yeah. They would come back, have sex with women, yeah, you, yeah. and, and and you kept on going yeah. and going and going and, and we're going. All fucking soft and tender and <laughs> shit. Yeah, now like we talk a about fucking our, chicken. Now we talk about our feelings. No? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Dude, I was fucking at work. <laughs> Just saying about that shit. I was at work. You know what I mean. And you know, well, granted, I'm fucking two years away, two two years shy of forty, and I have fucking coworkers. Woo! I have coworkers that are fucking uh, young, a lot younger. Yeah, you yeah, know, the kids, twenty five, twenty six year olds. And Chill. fucking, I forgot what the fuck I was saying. We're like clowning and shit. And I said, "Oh, sorry, fool. Did I hurt your feelings? Fool, I know how you are. You know what I mean? I know you're all about your emotions. And like, oh my god, you hurt my feelings right now. You know what I mean? Like, cause I, dude, I started laughing so fucking hard. I'm like, you fucking, like, you, it's a good thing." Yeah. To fucking express yourself in that way, but sometimes well, it's a little bit it's a little bit much in a sense. Cause it's like I, you're I, in uh you're in a reality that is hard. The, the world yeah, the world doesn't care, y'all. Yeah. Work harder. That's that in that sense, you know what I mean? Like nobody cares. Just work harder. Cause at the end of the day, everybody's looking out for themselves. They're not looking out for you. Yeah. And and it's very hard to find those people that do look out for you. Well, I I, I they do they they always exist. Of no, course. no, of course. Yeah, but I, I also feel like right now, and we've talked about this before, I always feel like right now we're also trying to feel out the world has changed yeah. because you know, you have but, this older generation that just basically didn't give a fuck. Did you hear about that whole that whole China shit that's going on? That whole China shit that's happening with what TikTok? Go fucking no, they. Fucking, oh, you talking about with Saudi Arabia? They, yeah, they remedied all that kind of stuff, and now yeah. they have more backers, and they're trying to fucking. Uh, well, Saudi Arabia, they're trying to, they're trying to uh, throw away with a dollar. 
It's not to throw and, away the dollar. It's also dollars, to use a different drop. currency. Yeah, so basically, like we did with uh, the, you know, remember the conversation that, that that America had with Canada and Mexico, where they were going to come up with a currency that would all be exclusive yeah. to the to basically create a, a, an American superpower. Yeah. Right. So um, China has decided they're going to do the same thing. Uh, so they've teamed up with Russia and Brazil and Saudi Arabia. And Saudi Arabia announced today that they're going to be switching off of the U.S. currency to go with the Chinese currency because he don't like Biden. And he doesn't like the United States. He doesn't care what the United States thinks of him. And basically what they're doing is they're going to create a global power for themselves, which means that when the United States tries to leverage sanctions using the dollar or the economic power of the United States, it'll be ineffective uh, because it won't affect them because they're going to be functioning off of their own currency. It's like the euro. The reason the euro yeah. exists is because the European Union said, okay, we're a bunch of smaller countries. We have weaker economic buying power worldwide. Let us unionize and become a bigger powerhouse. Yeah, but that's going to make all the dollar, the dollar less, yeah, that's yeah. less powerful in a yeah. sense. It's not going to, whatever you have in your bank, Ain't really gonna be worth that once you try to travel. <laughs> and, and, but, but you know, but that's the thing. But like, that, but that the, to me, that's gonna lead to some fucking bad things happening there's in a the lot future, of, yo. There's a lot of conversations talking about, you know, like. Are I just we, heard. Are I, just we learned, I just learned about this shit, so I'm just like, what I've the been fuck is going on? on? I'm I've like, been keeping an eye on it. It doesn't like, surprise yeah. me because uh, everything that I learned about China a few years back, maybe three or four years back. Uh, showed me that's the direction that they're going. They're trying to do things to manipulate the system well, also, that's in place that the United States has bullied their way into. Well, the United States has in also a, been a stupid. Also. You yeah. know, the United States government has also been stupid because they were thinking short-term economic greed, right, with Ronald Reagan and their policies and all that shit. But what did we start doing in this country? We started sending all of our manufacturing to China. So when people go like, what are you going to do? China has all of our manufacturing. You think about everything that's made in China. Everything that you buy is made in China. What did you fucking do? You gave them the economic leverage. If yeah. China wanted to just fucking halt doing anything for us, we're going to have shortages left and right, which is what happened during the pandemic because China was willing to take the fucking hit on themselves to preserve their people, and they shut down factories. They shut down everything to which be like... Which means that in the future, they'll be able to fucking do that to fucking push over... Or whatever the fuck they want to do. Yeah. Yeah, and, and that's... Where, like, you know, a lot of people don't understand how complicated everything is because of globalization and also the willingness to get well, rid of, that's also of, one of jobs reason. that paid well in the United States. Yeah, I was say that's another reason why we need to fucking uh, buy shit from America. Well, but the thing is, which is not, it's just, it's ain't gonna happen because yeah. it's fucking China has, but, but I can buy the same thing the for like things that a we've, third of the fucking price. But it's one of the things that we've allowed American corporations to fuck over the working class by allowing them to shut down shit here, Levi's, Coca-Cola, you fucking name it. They've shut down places here and sent it over to Mexico, China, and other places where they can pay people less, work them more, and then rake in more profits for themselves. Yeah. And the American people stupidly believe that they are temporarily poor, that they're going to be the next Elon Musk, that they're going to be the next Bill Gates. Those motherfuckers yeah. had families backing them. Jeff Bezos had family backing him. They gave him tons of money to start Amazon. They gave Elon Musk tons of money oh, to man. start buying companies. And so that's the thing that I'm... It drives me... Expatriate, baby. It, I told you before. It drives me fucking nuts Fuck, this country that fucking people do trash, not understand... Man. 
that the United States government doesn't give a shit about you, right? And the people who do give a shit about you are outnumbered by the people who don't give a shit about you. You have a, you have maybe like five people in and Congress like, yeah. who care. Yeah. Five people. And then there's four, <laughs> 500 more 500 of those motherfuckers, motherfuckers that don't like, give a don't shit because they all shit. fucking live well. They all live in the hills. Yeah. They all get the fucking, they live in fucking boss water in, every fucking in day. In gated communities. Yeah. Their boss water comes out of their fucking spigots. Yeah. I mean, like, dude, I didn't even fucking know there was a fucking part in the country called Cancer Alley in the southern states where the cancer rates are 100, 200, 300 times greater than the rest of the country. And guess who populates those fucking areas in Louisiana in the southern states? Black people. Why? Because they don't give a shit. And it's fucking insane to me to know that these corporations have <laughs> facilities there producing gasoline and other fucking dangerous chemicals, poisoning people. Like, there's a school 450 feet away from a fucking manufacturing plant that's going to increase these kids' cancer rates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, 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 and so when, when people go, God damn, Sam, you really are a, 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 a socialist, communist-looking motherfucker. It's because I learn about this kind of shit watching shit on YouTube that fucking... I'm, it blows my fucking brain. Like, it just... It pops my skull because I... This is how I learn about shit. Well, this is... It makes fucking sense. You know what I mean? I'm learning about it right now. So, <laughs> it just makes fucking sense with... For me, it just makes sense with the way the world has always fucking functioned within the reality that I live in here yeah. in the United States. I'm oh, sorry, guys. I know that and we that's normally one talk of the movies. Why I told you before, yeah, and that's the reason why I told you before. Yeah. I, I fucking hate this country. This country's fucking trash. Yeah. fucking. This country is not what the fuck they made us out to believe yeah. growing up in the '80s. I mean, shit. You look at fucking Tennessee, right? And the kids, the kids are like, "Please pass gun reform. We're fucking dying here." Yeah. And you know what they decided to do? First of all, arrest kids, right? But secondly, the three Democratic lawmakers that were just peacefully protesting. Nobody's been hurt. Nobody's been nothing. They were peacefully protesting. The Republican legislature kicked them off of their committees, and they were, are going to vote to expel them from the state legislature. They, America, were, ele- they, were, they were elected by America. the people to represent them, and they are there representing the people with them. And they're like, don't, and the Republicans are like, get the worry, fuck people, out of here. Don't worry, people. I've told Sam to run for office a long <laughs> fucking time ago, but the fucking bastard didn't listen. <sighs> you know? He probably would have got assassinated. But at least it's, <laughs> this motherfucker, there would have been a day named after this motherfucker. <laughs> you know? It, it, but uh, the fucking guy didn't Jesus. listen. I don't know what to tell um, you. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right. Let's we got real movies, serious. Yo, we got real, real serious. That's the, uh, the ballad of the Buster's reality. Reality is. The Ballad of Buster Scruggs. Front. Yeah, great. <laughs> Six tales of life and violence in the Old West following a singing gunslinger, a bank robber, a traveling impresario, an elderly prospector, a wagon train, and a perverse pair of bounty hunters. Yeah. Uh, written and uh, directed by Ethan and Joel Cohen, a.k.a. the Cohen Brothers, uh, with uh, one of the segments being based on a story by Jack London called Old Gold Canyon and the gal who got rattled by, inspired by a story by Stuart Edward Wright, uh, Tim Blake Nelson, uh, a.k.a. Old Henry, a.k.a. Old Brother, Where Art Thou? Yeah. Um, Willie Watson, Clancy Brown, Danny McCarthy, um, David Crumholtz, Thomas Wingate, Tim De, uh, Desarn, E.E. Bell. I, I mean, this is a fucking stacked cast. Uh, James Franco, Stephen Root, um, you know, 
it's just it's it's an anthology series. Liam Neeson, Harry Melling, uh, who we talked about in the Pale Blue Eye. Yeah, um, you know, just a, a, a big beautiful cast. Uh, one of my favorite actors, uh, Brendan Gleeson's in it uh, as well, and and many many more. Uh, you, this is your second time viewing it, I believe. Yeah, my second time viewing it. In, you still uh, does it still hold up for you? Yeah, it did. I, dude, the fucking scenery, uh, the small long type of stories within within the middle um i enjoyed man and 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 it brings me back to i'm a, I'm a big owl guy yeah so that to me that's that owl fucking just that story hole just resonates a lot with me you know what i mean it's just, I, I like it a lot so for you, this for me the movie does help does hold up again and it's very interesting for me like i didn't realize it was an anthology series yeah like watching it um I think it starts off really strongly with the Ballad of Buster Scruggs. Fuck yeah. I think it's funny. I think it's witty. I think it's... I think it's hilarious. It, it, he's just fucking singing like he's fucking the angel and shit. Yeah. And, it's great. And uh, But I also really like the kind of back and forth between humor and darkness yeah. of the Wild West and how it kind of towed this really fine line of what it must have been like in a very fictionalized fashion mm-hmm. to exist in the West. You know, uh, you know, especially like the Liam Neeson, Harry Melling story um, when they're, you know, going through and that story was called uh, the meal ticket. Yeah. Right. Liam Neeson is basically taking advantage of this guy. He doesn't even treat him as a friend, doesn't treat him as anything, just a product that he's going to push out. And as he sees the, the cash dwindling, you know, Henry Melling's character knows I'm in trouble here because um, gonna I'm, I'm, he's going to push me out. Yeah. You know, um, and finds the fucking mathematic chicken, and you're like, you just, you're just a thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And just the brutality of all that stuff, you know, watching it come full. The, the young woman who lost her brother, who they told her, "We got to kill your dog." Who you oh, know, yeah, yeah. who found who, who found a potential partner with, um, you know, Mr. Arthur. No, no, Mr. Mr. Arthur Mr. was Mr. the old man, Mr. Knapp. Mr. Knapp, yeah. Uh, Billy Knapp with a K. Uh, with a K. Uh, which, by the way, um, Zoe Kazan is Alice in that in that role. And then, yeah, uh, that, Bill that, Heck. I like that story too because of the dog. Yeah, but also the the tragedy of, you know, he did tell her like, if you see my goose is cooked, you got to put one in your eyes because yeah. you're gonna do things to you. Yeah. And she preemptively put, you know, because I I also thought, oh, this this guy's done. Um, but then he, you know, psych, I got you. And then that's when he heard a dog barking. I was like, fuck. Yeah, yeah, fuck, you know, because she doesn't have experience yeah, in those know. tactics. Yeah. She doesn't know the, the normal person wouldn't have known, you know. And so, you know, it, the, when the whole thing like Arthur didn't know what to say to Mister Knapp, I was like, what does that mean? And that's just how the story ended. Yeah, you know, it, you started there, you ended there. I was like, fuck, fucking brutal. Like that one <laughs> yeah. broke my fucking heart. Yeah, it's crazy. But right? the Cohen brothers, I, I'm not the biggest fan of theirs. Um, you know, I haven't seen everything they've made because like, I, again, it, but the stuff that I have seen has been surprisingly fucking good. Old brother, now, yeah, uh, fucking really old, no country for old men. You know, this fucking thing. Um, I, dude, I haven't even seen Fargo. Oh fuck, dude. Fargo is so fucking good, dude. Yeah. And Jesus I, I, I hear they're not big fans of, uh, that's the show. Fucking, that's a good, fo- I, I've, I've never yeah. seen the show, but I hear the show is good, but, but the, I heard the that they are not, they're not a big, yeah. Phenomenal. But um, that, I mean, that's where uh, uh, I think it, if, I don't forget who is married to Francis McDormand. It's one of the Coen brothers. But that's sure. where they 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 had been they've been together for forever, decades. 
decades. Yeah. But uh, honestly, just a really beautifully shot, beautifully acted uh, anthology series. Yeah, it was a great film. A, a lot of laughs. The perverse fucking bounty hunters at the end, Brendan Gleeson, just oh, yeah, fucking yeah. saying the shit they were I, saying. I like the fucking part that always made, made me laugh was uh, uh, when James Franco and, and and all the other dudes are fucking be about to be hung and shit. He just like, Looking over the dude's cr- the old man's crying and she's just looking over I'm like what the fuck's up with this fucking guy oh, with yeah. his face you know what I mean he just looks first time <laughs> it's fucking hilarious which the famous meme comes from there as well yeah um, but I'm just you know um, and obviously James Franco's has uh, problems as well as a person um, abuse of power shit but yeah, I mean honestly the last uh, movie he was in no I think it was yeah you know um, I so think it, it was yeah. too. So, but I'm mean, honestly the ba- the Ballad of Buster Scruggs really really well made, and you could definitely check that out. And then we're gonna watch a movie that I've always heard about, but I've never watched until now. Another round, uh, also known as the title Druk, which I'm assuming means drunk in yeah. uh, Danish. Uh, four high school teachers consume alcohol on a daily basis to see how it affects their social and professional lives. Written and directed. By Thomas Vintenberg. Um, also, screenplay uh, play credit goes to Tobias Lindholm. Stars one of the greatest actors uh, ever, Mads Mikkelsen, uh, but also has Thomas Bo Larsen, Magnus Milang, um, Lars Ranth, um, Maria Bonevi as Annika, and the rest of the are just a supporting cast, but also yeah. it fits very well in the world. Uh, your thoughts? I fucking first was like, what the fuck are we watching? Yeah. And uh, didn't expect it to unwind the way it did. Yeah. But once it started to go in that direction, it kind of gave me the glimpse of like, uh, he's going to abuse it. He's going to abuse it. He's heading towards that aspect. But I like the I like how they played it all out. I like how uh, he with with that liquid courage made him speak to his wife in a certain way and kind of... Exp- expound on on their emotional situation or hardship they were going through well but it, in, a, in a in a weird way well yeah it seems like mads mickelson's character is definitely he's depressed yeah, like, his fucking, life choices yeah, he know what the fuck is going his on. life yeah. choices his you know deteriorating relationship like you said um and when this opportunity of conversation where they talk about the drinking because it all stems from their friend uh, Nikolaj. Yeah, fucking thing, talking, talking about some guy that, that did a study or saying that was, you know the the human uh, uh, is born with a zero point zero zero five percent alcohol in their in their system, and uh, w- if you can maintain that alcohol level, you fucking you can your mind your your mind's eye will open. Yeah, basically. Yeah, and so they start this really stupid uh, idea of we're gonna be tipsy the whole day yeah and see how that that uh doesn't sound like a bad idea (laughs) but fucking it's they once they start to fucking feel like oh being tipsy and i'm being a lot more cool and people are starting to like me more whoopty fucking if i turn it up a notch yeah and then i fucking let me turn it up a notch again and 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 it is mads mickelson who is who's the one who takes it yeah more faster because yeah because he's he's getting more results out of it quicker yeah and you know, and it's funny because like when they got to the point where they almost got caught with the alcohol, and then uh, Tommy, you know, Thomas Bo Larson was like, "I'm sorry, guys, we slipped up. Like, you know, maybe we shouldn't do this anymore." And the rest of them are like, "Nah, dude, we should keep going." Yeah, I knew at that point Tommy was in trouble. Kids be drinking, Holmes. Yeah, I thought to myself, Tommy's in trouble at this point. Yeah. You can see it on his face. I like the fucking. He, I like that character, man. He was funny. He was funny, but also like he was also caring about people, right? Yeah. Like the specs. The yeah, little boy right, specs. really grew to... I'm call you Specs. 
And I remember <laughs> I had a glasses on too. <laughs> uh, but, <laughs> you know, he really grew to uh, appreciate Tommy and see him as a father figure <clears throat> who helped him, yeah. you know, Fucking grow. A, yeah. And just the tragedy of it all, you know, the tragedy of alcohol. Now, let me ask you a question. Like, at the end of the film, do you think um, it was a happy ending or a bad or like a, a dark, dark nah, ending? That, fool was, that shit was all in his brain, yo. That fool was pissed drunk and he was like, fuck it. That's what I think. That's what you think? Yeah. You, you can't be that happy with after everything that you've been through, bro. Yeah. You know, I don't know. <clears throat> I, th- I think maybe he just caught up to him and... In, in, uh, at the end, he thought that's what was going on, and it really wasn't. Yeah, I, for me, I felt like it was more upbeat. Like, I thought it was more of him going, you know, all the shit that I've done with the texting with my wife has given me another opportunity. And, yeah, I'm, I'm having these drinks and trying to honor my friend and also honor the students that I've taught that, you know, they finally were like, you know what? We're not going gonna to be okay. It's going to be okay, yeah. even with all the tragedy that we've surrounded ourselves with. And I think that's why he started dancing because the whole movie they're trying to get him to dance and he won't do it. Yeah, he refuses to. And at the end, I thought when he was dancing, I was like, "Oh, okay." Like he's like, "Okay, this is my chance." But you know, I, reading uh, comments and like Reddit and shit, um, I saw that people had different interpretations. Like some people said it was a dark ending because it just seems like alcohol is going to retake them into the darkness. Yeah, and they are pretending or they they feel that oh no, it's not. Yeah, all that, all the, all the fucking bad shit that happened to them led up to that point, and and in the, in, my, in my mind, that fool's convinced himself that he's just gonna keep going the same route, and things just gonna get become better and better because now he feels free in a sense. Yeah, but that yeah, yeah. and so that uh, comes so, with a heavy weight. It was interesting, yeah, because I mean at the same time, like it does feel weird that they were consuming alcohol with their students or former students yeah exactly that's and what i also thought also at with the back end of tommy's tragedy but there was a point where he looks at the ship like right like the ship on the on the, on the coast and that's when he decides fuck it i'm gonna start dancing yeah and i thought that's what that's why i thought like it was way it was a way to honor his Maybe friend tommy saying, yeah or fucking uh uh he's like oh tommy is is looking out for looking us looking out for us his, he told his fucking yeah his wife you yeah, know? yeah 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 Maybe también, yeah. Yeah, so that's the that. thing. I was, you know, because my, you know, my wife, she, my wife, uh, she, oh my she, wife, she interpreted it as a dark ending. Yeah, she said, no, no, it looked like alcohol was gonna reconsume them. Yeah, you know, and they were under the pretenses of this is a joyful moment, and so we had a discussion, and so that's what caused me to go to Reddit and be like, what does the ending of another round mean? And okay. people have wildly different interpretations of it. Yeah, no, um, I like yeah, like, like I, like I, I wouldn't even have thought that it was in his head. I would have not thought that. Yeah, I thought it was in his head because he was just trying to see the, the bright side of the fucking bad choices he's made to get him to that point. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, then that, yeah, but I mean, honestly, the, but it was a good fucking movie, fantastic movie. It was nominated for best foreign film, I yeah. think, at the time of its release. Um, it did get selected as one of the top films for the Cannes Film Festival when it was released as well. Great film. Great uh, Mads Mikkelsen is just a wonderful actor, and obviously Thomas. Vinterberg handled everything with it was very nuanced. It was yeah. very like naturalistic, the lighting with the cinematography that he worked with, which I, I honestly I don't even know who the cinematographer was. But no, for f- it being for for it being a foreign film, I I feel like you almost don't even like need to know what the fuck they're saying. You can get the grasp of everything that's going on. Yeah. I mean and, and just with looks on their faces. Yeah, exactly. The looks on their faces, yeah. all the actors. It was I mean, great. honestly, great, great, good movie. I really believed that, that the four guys—you know, Mads Mikkelsen, Thomas Bo Larsen, uh, Magnus Milong, uh, Lars Ranth—I really genuinely felt like they were really friends. Yeah, 
in this school as teachers, as colleagues. Yeah, for and sure. And I, I really appreciated this film. Um, but yeah, another round. Check it out. It came out in 2020, which actually was not that long ago. It yeah. just the pandemic fucked everything up. All right. Now, next week, tidbits. Nah, no tidbits uh, this week. No tidbits. Week. I, I, um, next week for sure is uh, Mario Bros. Yes, Mario Brothers for yeah. fucking sure. sure. Yeah, for sure. And then I should torture your fucking ass with some fucking bullshit ass. Uh, Adam Sandler film? Another mystery no, was murder? Another, was another one. No, it's another one. Oh, oh no. Kevin James? Yeah, worse one. Production? A worse one than that. Oh, uh, you have it on your phone, but you're like uh, pat- patting your pockets. Patting yeah, your pockets. Looking for, the, looking for the fucking. Where's the movie at? Yeah. Where's the movie at? But I don't know if I want. I would never. I would never uh, put this. My, put myself to this torture. To be honest, so it's like well, what, I'm definitely not gonna ever. What What, what is this. it? This is. Uh, let me see if I can find it here. It's such a bad movie. I was like, for sure, I'm never gonna want to watch that. Yeah. But I was like, fuck, don't want to torture my brother or not. <clears throat> That's always a fun part, right? Me. Like the torturing of. The brother after being tortured growing up. Yeah. I'm trying to fucking find it, man. I might not be able to find it. I don't know. I don't know. Um, somebody has been asking for us to watch RRR on Netflix. RRR. Uh, that's the Indian film, no? Right. Which I hear is fucking wild. I heard it's really good. I'm not going to lie, man. So, I, I heard good things about that film. So should we pick that? Or do you want to go with something else? Um, uh, yeah. So I, uh, and I'm not too... Uh, I, too sure about RR this week. We can maybe use that one uh, another week. In the future, yeah, in the future. Yeah. But we'll I, I wanted to watch uh, Champions with uh, Woody Harrelson and Kate o- uh, Kate Olson. Yeah, and Kate Olson from okay. uh, It's Always Shunny. Right, yeah, I'm down. So okay, so next week, ladies and gentlemen, it'll be Super Mario Brothers uh, with Chris Pratt. Um, yeah, I got another I got, son, another I got Always Sunny, another, an, another Always and Sunny Philadelphia, and then uh, another alum, yeah, yeah Charlie alumni, Day, Charlie Day. Uh, Jack Black's in it as well. Uh, yeah. So Super Mario Brothers and uh, Champions, Champions with Woody Harrelson yes. and Kate Olsen. Yeah. And those will be our picks for next week. Guys, thank you so much for joining us. You can always find us on anchor.fm slash the Renderos Bros. Uh, find us on our Instagram page by the same name. Uh, yeah. You can also find us individually uh, on IG as Render Me Sam. I'm Hollywood Mike with a double I in Hollywood. Um, you know, we 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 post pretty stupid. I my my stories get a little serious, and I apologize for that. But I will I, I try to balance it out. It's difficult, and I don't post much. But you know, yeah. But yeah, guys, uh, wherever I go, we we really do appreciate everybody who takes an opportunity to listen to us. Um, I know that we're two fucking idiots who have adult lives, and we use this to to hang out with one another and discuss what we've always grown up with is film. Yeah. Uh, so we we appreciate you joining us on the journey here. Um, but yeah, guys, we'll catch you guys next week. Stay safe out there, and we'll let you know if Chris Pratt fucking does a voice or he fucking sucks. That's right. Uh, he better not fucking suck. So uh, stay wild and uh, wash your hands. Yeah.